0: what's up everybody welcome back to the martian and ozzy podcast this week we are back to talk about the ufc sao paulo car going down this weekend from sao paulo brazil 13 fights first brazilian fight night in i believe three and a half years since that first event that shut down the world kevin lee versus charles Oliveira. i'm pretty sure we haven't had a fight night we had ufc 283 the pay-per-view in brazil but we're back with the brazilian fight night and i'm joined by my co-host as always ozzy how we doing this week my man
1: yep we're back here there's a i believe a brazilian fighter on in every every fight which which i love um and and getting back to these international events and at the top top billing um your your uh your favorite fighters favorite fighter Derek lewis love a Derek lewis made event i actually prefer it was who was it who was uh um who is he in for in short notice was, uh, Blade. blades right yes yeah, so i was actually excited to see that fight but um yeah that was a a, a long time like blades pulled out a long time ago so I uh, or i it feels like so i wonder what's wrong with him but Yeah, so, you know, it's an okay card. I don't think I'm actually going to catch this one live, personally. But, uh, yeah, let's see what we can make of it, uh, you know, for this
0: week. That's a good way to describe it. Just an okay card. Um, A lot of favorable matchups for the Brazilians. But, you know, I'm excited. I think uh, the Brazilian, you know, crowd always bring a good atmosphere. And we're coming off a week with no UFC. We're coming off of Francis Ngannou cementing himself as uh, the best heavyweight to ever fight in boxing. And uh, what did you do last week besides, you know, watch the Francis Fury fight?
1: Um, I just I had a bunch of brunches and I had obviously Halloween this week or uh, it was. Yeah, I had a Halloween party. Um, I had two Halloween parties last Saturday. I was a pirate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. I had a fucking great time, dude. New York for Halloween is, is honestly um, pretty, pretty sweet, dude. It's pretty you, had another, <laughs> you had
0: another one on Thanksgiving, didn't you? On Thanksgiving what do you mean uh, on a uh, Halloween didn't you uh
1: yeah I had I had a good festive uh, lot you know between like Friday to Halloween was on yeah. Tuesday right to Tuesday yeah. yeah it was pretty fun I
0: had a good time <laughs> solid um yeah good good to get the uh bad taste out of our mouths from the last card bad event for me lost every bet Colleen sweep um mm. Victor Henry uh pushed but um, overall, I don't think the bets were atrocious. Um, you know, some got unlucky, some got close. A lot of plus two hundred underdogs they got close and lost. So we pick up the pieces and move on. Ain't no thing. Um, yeah. Any yeah. thoughts? Recap. Um.
1: Dog? Yeah. I mean, uh, in in terms of money line plays, uh, d- didn't go very well for me. I mean, the average odds for all my money line plays is like over two hundred plus two hundred. Um, but between. Uh, Bruno Silva, G.U. Frey, Abu, and uh, Kamaru, I mean, most of those bets are pretty, I I would say, pretty good value, especially um, G.U. Frey and freaking Abu. I thought Abu, I thought the decision was fair. I was like, it's not a robbery. Abu could have done a little bit more, but I had him decision at like plus 650 um i had to go the distance and the over so i still won on that fight but yeah just a little less than three units down for me uh most of that came on the money lines but did pretty good on the prop side of things and i i would have probably just tilted it a little bit more but eh, it was n- not that bad of an event it was you know one took a few of those dog shots if we get even one of those between abu bruno and kamaru i think i'm probably i think i'm up or even on the uh, on the night, so not not to, or actually only lost two units. My bad, but
0: yeah, so yeah,
1: solid it is what it is.
0: The only closing thought I have is I can't wait for Sean Strickland to eat comes at Chimayo's lunch, breakfast, lunch, yeah. and dinner in the next fight. Um, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Um but enough about last week uh, middleweight middle
1: middle, middleweight best division still so reign
0: supreme lot of middleweight fights on this card so we're going to be getting into those soon but we're starting things off in the first fight of the night in the lightweight division we have a debutant here Kawe Fernandez taking on Marty Casey odds for this one. D. Casey favored minus one eighty six. Fernandez plus one sixty one. Two way action coming in on this fight. The recent action coming in on D. Casey, and I agree with it. I've uh, I was taking part of that action minus one twenty three. Uh, was fortunate to jump in at a really good time on Dia Casey. I mean, I just don't think Fernandez is any good. I think his striking is very, you know, uh, mechanical and not very good. And his takedown defense is abysmal. And I think that Dia Casey really should have an easy path to hit takedowns to keep the takedowns here because Fernandez goes full guard. He throws up arm bars off his back. He doesn't really have a good system on getting back up to his feet after getting taken down. And we know we've seen Dia Casey recently... Master of lay and pray. He he takes you down. He doesn't let you get back up. It might not be exciting, but it wins fights. And that's what I'm relying on him to do here. So I like the Acacia here. Got in on a good number. Where it's at now seems more accurate to me. Any thoughts from you here? You know, I I echo a lot of those. This is, uh, you know, a a a collab play between
1: myself and my good friend Pepe, fellow uh, New Yorker. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just like, you know, marking this situation veteran veteran um you know fighter i think he's got like 14 or 15 fights in the ufc overall maybe i'm underselling him but it's somewhere around there that's like double the amount of fights cow has overall ever um and he he hasn't been very active you know obviously the guy has some skills it, it, it looks like he's you know trained for a long time right so he's he has uh, some kickboxing uh jujitsu all those kinds of things and you know obviously uh is a brazil uh, a fight in his uh home country but mark is pretty experienced he's fought all over the world he's trained all over the world um he's fought you know really good kickboxers like um like what's his name uh, fazia he's fought grapplers like um you know, Joel Alvarez, like he fought last time, and I just feel that he has the you know the ability to win in every facet of the fight of the of the fight, and I just didn't like how Fernandez I saw in some of his fights, especially in his in that one loss that he had, where the second round it looked like he had like no will to win uh mm. left like I don't yeah. know if it was he, he guessed because out. yeah, he just gasped. but even when you gas, it's like he like I just c- could tell that he just wanted to make it to the final bell and maybe if he could catch like a little submission here or there he'd be happy with it i don't know if this guy's really you know a fighter fighter um and i just feel that you either gotta be you know, you have to be pretty solid at, in my opinion to beat mark casey and um and yeah so i, I like him at, i still like him even that uh it was like minus 180 i think that's still i think he it should be like a minus 200 number um, but we'll see. Hopefully, Cal Cal hasn't been, you know, in the hyperbolic time chamber or 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 took a sensu bean or something, um, because I would be, you know, I'd be pretty pissed. But yeah, I think he, I think Mark should win, and I have it multiple units. I have him for multiple units.
0: Nice 1.5 unit play for me, and. That's going to move us along to the women's strawweight division next. Monstrat Ruiz making a quick turnaround here, taking on Eduarda Mora making her UFC debut. Odds for this one have Mora minus 625 to Ruiz plus 450. Any thoughts on this women's fight?
1: Not too much um, for Mora. There wasn't too much tape available. I think she probably uh, has um, the advantage in a lot of the areas of the fight. Obviously, Ruiz has kind of... She's like a weird fighter. It's not like you could... I don't really think you can really predict. I mean, you can't predict what she's going to do, but you can't really predict like how well it's going to work, like girl to girl. Like it'll just depend. But it's not, you know, not a fight that I really want to have uh, any action on whatsoever. I'll pick her to win though.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mora's tape available uh, consists of her immediately taking down women, the women having no chance to get up, and she submits them. So uh, we haven't seen any adversity from her. And I don't think Ruiz is the one to put it up because we've just seen her get taken down over and over and dominated by uh, Amarin. You know, obviously Jacqueline's more proven, but I think the game plan is kind of there. She looked hopeless in that flight, was getting taken down instantly. Um, you know, Mora definitely not as credential of a jujitsu fighter as Amarin, but I still think she'll be able to get her down easily. Um, I guess it could get interesting if if Mora uh, isn't able to submit her in round one, but she probably can just take her down in multiple rounds and win. So, um, you know, no interest in this one for me. The, the under is juiced in a women's fight, minus 160. No interest in that. So I really don't see any way you can bet on the fight. Um, maybe Mora submission round one or something like that if she just makes easy, easy work of it. Um, but I'm sure the odds on that aren't very good. Let's see. Um, you know what? Not even gonna, not even gonna search for it. Enough about that one. We're moving on to another fight, an amazing fight in the women's strawweight division. How dare the UFC put Angela Hill as the third fight on the prelims? I mean, she, she coming off a main event, they're putting her on the third fight on a Brazilian prelims. Just the disrespect towards one of the greatest women's fighters ever, Angela Hill, taking on Denise Gomes here. Odds to this one: Gomes favorite minus one forty-four, Angie Hill plus one twenty-four. We've seen this before, guys. We saw it really recently. Um, You know, we saw a woman come into the UFC, have a a good performance or two, and then she's favored over Angela Hill in a fight. And that went really badly for Emily Ducati. And I think it's probably going to go badly for Denise Gomes as well. I think Gomes, you know, has some potential. She can hit some takedowns. She is a little bit powerful on the feet, obviously blasted um, that. Uh, Mexican woman Yara in her last fight just knocked her out instantly. But I think if the fight gets extended and we see, you know, a a kickboxing fight, we see some clinches. I think Angie Hill is going to take over. And I think that's evident by the Loma Luchunmi fight. You know, you just saw that. Uh, the longer a, a striking fight gets extended, you see the Gomes technique kind of wears. She relies a lot on raw power and athleticism and, you know, women with better technique can, you know, uh, use that against her. And I think that's going to be evident very uh, very much so in this fight. Angie Hill, you know, once just a few years ago, uh, beat uh loma in that same type of fight she got her in a striking fight she was just a more experienced mma striker and clincher and that's what uh won her that fight and i think that's what's going to win her this fight here against denise so i got angie hill by decision i think this line should probably be flipped and uh you know i think the american is going into brazil and getting her hand raised here
1: yeah you know interesting matchup here um i told you angie hill had no shot against Mackenzie Dern, and you know she got beat up there so i hope that beating did not um negative to negatively affect her but i also have a play on angie hill here um just when you look at denise gomes you know her last two fights were even the against loma as well all those fights are against very inexperienced women right Uh, bruna brazil i I don't know how many fights she has but it's like under 10 uh same thing with yaraguri and same thing with loma so she fought three very inexperienced girls and now she's going on like the other end of the spectrum Angela Hill, I think she fought. She might have fought every straw weight uh, they've ever had on the roster. You know, damn, damn close. You know, I don't know who. Uh, someone needs to keep those records so I could, you could easily access them. Like, who has the most fights in this weight class and that weight, and you know, things like that, or like who has the most wins over current active whatever UFC fighters. It wouldn't be Angie Hill because she loses. She loses a lot, but um, she doesn't Definitely usually fight. lose. Yeah. She do, usually doesn't lose to the prospects. And the thing with uh, Denise Gomes is she's just a little wide and, and kind of like a little sloppy with the strikes. Like She's kind of like throwing like these big hooks and and stuff like that. And her footwork is very linear, linear, uh, excuse me. Um, so I think Angie Hill should be able to move around uh, quite a bit. She's going to be in the big cage, which I think mo- a lot of her fights recently have been at the apex. So I think she should be able to to avoid, move around a little bit. Um, hopefully she doesn't get screwed by the judges. It's always a possibility in an Angela Hill fight because she doesn't hit too hard. Um, but I like her in this fight. I think she should be able to use her kicks, her 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 straight punches, um, and eventually, like you said, maybe get into that clinch and uh, and find a way to uh, to wear down Denise Gomes. Even maybe hit a trip takedowns because Denise Gomes. Even when she's grappling, like she she won't secure position often. Like she'll go for the submission, she'll fall off of you, you know, and all these kinds of things. So, and she's still very young. Like I think she's only like 22, 23. So if she makes a, a a crazy jump or something like that, like she she looks good, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think vet lesson right here, vet
0: lesson time. So let's take that plus money and ride that on the prelims. Sounds good. Same page there. We're moving up to the light heavyweight division. Vitor Petrino taking on Modestus Bukakis in this fight. We have the line Petrino minus 245 Bukakis plus 210. Some action came in on Modestus and there's some buyback lately on Petrino. What are you thinking about this light light heavyweight fight?
1: Yes, yeah, so I saw in the last like two days, this line's gone up maybe around 40, 50 cents, you know, and I kind of get it. But um, you know, this is another fight where you have a guy in Petrino who he has impressed in the UFC, but I think still, you know, you kind of have to be wary um in regards to him coming up against a guy who maybe uh looks to pick at his weaknesses a little bit more or is a little bit more composed, you know, than like Pracniel, he's just not like he's like a defeated, like I feel like he he gets defeated very easily. Like he's another guy. Like he loses his will to win, you know, a bit. And I felt like that was the case in that fight. Bukakis, he's pretty well rounded. He's got five round experience in Cage Warriors. Um, he's not to- a total, totally clueless on the ground, but he just doesn't really press. Too much of the fight, but he's got a, that karate-like, you know, kind of uh, background. So I think we might see these guys that range a little bit. uh Bukakis, you know, moving around, skirting the cage a little bit. So I'll be curious to see how uh, quickly Petrino does go for the takedown. I think in a few of his past fights, he he didn't exactly go for it too early. Um, but I think he might have a hard time, you know, landing uh, the kind of strikes that he wants uh, early on in the fight. So I'm interested to see his uh like his approach and his strategy uh but i i, I do like this fight a little bit o- to go over so i played it uh i played the the over and it goes the distance it goes the distance is actually a pretty good uh price it was like plus 150 let me look at what you can get now uh still plus 145 you could get it on in some places so i just feel that the fight could develop a little bit slower and um Bukakis has solid cardio so i don't think like a round three, like I don't think him tiring and Petrino, uh, easily submitting him in the third round and stuff like that is, uh, is that live and just getting that plus money shot. I usually like to find one, like a goes to distance every, every fight card that is, you know, a little bit of a tasty plus money. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a solid play and I would, uh, and I'll probably add in Petrino by this. I'll try to find a good Petrino by decision line. Um, but yeah, I'm going with that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a decent angle because I don't rate uh, Modestus's chances of finishing very high at all. Um, you know, they're they're big guys, but he, like you said, he doesn't really pour it on. He doesn't really push a pace. I would be pretty surprised to see Modestus finish the fight. So I think if anyone's finishing, it's gonna be have to be Petrino. And you know, I just think that based on the line, the over line it's just being a little too uh, valued. So I think that that over is probably the way to go here. Also, the GTD at plus 145 on some books, you might as well add some of that if you're taking the over. And I think... You know, Petrino in his last fight, I was looking to bet against him, but I think that he's impressed me actually his past two fights. Um, and I've been wrong. So I think that I've, I've learned my lesson. This guy is uh, an insane athlete. I mean, he's only 25, 26 years old, looks like an A plus athlete. And it seems like he's just going to use that athleticism to kind of, you know, cheat his way to some of these victories. And I think this is going to be another one of those fights. If it stays in the feed, I do think Modestus is the more, you know, technical of the two. But I think. Vitor and the light heavyweight division in general is something where like technique doesn't matter as much. And I think Vitor is going to toss his way, you know, maybe, you know, just muscle his way to a takedown. I think he will be looking to hit the takedowns here. Um, he's done that in both of his fights so far. It's been successful for him, and I just think with Modestus being, you know, that you know kind of karate background, I think the the big cage might give Vitor some problems. He's going to look to explode close distance, get a takedown, and I think he will hit those takedowns. So I think Petrino is going to grapple his way to a victory here. Um, the sub line, a plus plus four fifty. You know, he is coming off of is that his first sub? Uh, maybe I think, yeah, first sub of his career in the last fight against Prochnio. Uh, but I think the guys look like more than a capable grappler, and um, I don't think he'll have too much trouble winning the fight, so I think Petrino will win here actually parlayed him with another fight coming up soon. I'll talk about, and uh we're gonna move on to the Bantamweight division next. Daniel Marcos taking on uh, Victor Hugo odds to this one marcos minus two forty one Silva or Hugo Silva plus two oh six um no real concrete thoughts on this one you know hugo i don't think is any good that knee bar he got in the contender series was some weak weak stuff that other guy should be ashamed of himself and i just don't think this guy's really any good so i guess marcos should win the fight but i don't really have a concrete uh, opinion on it i don't think marcos is proven enough to be laying this 70 percent. so i don't see a betting angle for the fight um i'll pick marcos by decision as as my pick um yeah, you know, interesting fight here. I just feel that Marcos is, uh,
1: in my opinion, a low variant. Like, I like his, I like kind of like his fight style overall. I feel like he's a little bit low variance. Um, he picks good strikes. I feel he's got solid cardio. He's got a, he's got a, a pretty solid amount of fights. I think he's like fifteen. Is he fifteen and all? Sixteen and all? Something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think that he's like a total noob in terms of the ground game. Basically, he he's fought a similar guy to this in Simon. And Simon, I feel he I'm not gonna say he's definitely better than uh, Hugo, but Hugo, to me, like, if he's failing grappling, I feel like Marcos can start really digging to the body and and kind of really beating him up there. and uh, and I just feel that he like he's gonna be able to pick pick at at uh, Hugo, uh, defend some of the grappling attempts that he makes early on. And uh, potentially maybe look get a get a leaf finish here, uh honestly, is what is what I'm thinking. Um, but I could see, you know, I could see some people saying that or, or feeling, hey, this fight is gonna be closer, is gonna be closer than you think, because you know, Hugo is very experienced, he kind of goes for it and uh, he fights to his strengths, in my opinion. So uh, but but I just think it's gonna be hard for him to get um Marcos out of his element, and uh so so. With that being said, I'm picking Marcos, and I might take a little shot on him by a KO or inside the distance.
0: Mm, line line on that though, no no good. Yeah, um, I didn't even look at it, but one seventy five on KO. Plus one seventy five. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think that the way you what you brought up about digging at the body is, is pretty good, and I, I think- mean Marcos. Yeah. Hugo right. looked to be slowing down. I think on the contenders. that's what I'm saying. Marco's just—I feel like he's a guy that he just has really good vision. Like he's
1: kind of he's kind of locked in, and you know, I, fighting Davy Grant, that Davy Grant fight. Although I know people are upset about it, I feel like I I didn't consider it a robbery, honestly. But I just felt that he stayed really composed in that fight, and Davy Grant was you know throwing a lot of stuff at him, and he kind of he kind of weathered, and you know he did his thing. He might have not overwhelmed or did you know too great in in that spot. Well, I feel like he's going to get a lot of UFC wins,
0: but we'll see. All right, enough about that one. We're going to move on to the welterweight division now. Uh, Renat Fakradinov taking on. Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Odds for this one have Renat as the favorite. Minus 350. Zaleski plus 285. Big steam on Renat in this one. What are you thinking about this welterweight fight? um yeah
1: Renat I I I like you know I like this guy you know I think he was I don't know if he was the guy that um they were looking to sign him a, a bunch of times and then we got him in the UFC but I was big on him against Kevin Lee I definitely felt that he was a side there um this fight here I feel like there is a little bit more variance in it just because of the the skill set that Zaleski brings, um, right? He's got like spinning back kicks. He's got some jujitsu. He's got some takedowns. He's got, you know, his takedown defense is probably not, is not the best, I would say. But um, but you know, his striking, I think, it, is solid. So he's a little bit up there in age, but I do rate him as a fighter. I do think he is a a very good a very good fighter. Um, so I, I'm not really in in the business of laying juice um in situations like that, especially when he not like he still hasn't really like smashed up, a an experienced guy, right? Like, um, you know, even though Kev- Kevin, Lee's completely shot. Um, so like, uh, what was the guy he beat be before a uh, Brian battle. battle, like Brian. Ba- yeah. Brian battle, um, is very inexperienced and he kind of did n- not give himself much opportunity to win. Whereas I feel like Zaleski, um, I think he's going to come in with a good game plan. I could see this fight being a bit close early on. Um, but he not, he just pushes a, a, a great pace. And I think that he's gonna be fighting uh, on the front foot, but but like I said, Zaleski, he's got that capoeira style. Like he he's okay with like inviting you kind of like to get in close on him and like take space, and he just he just very solid. So I was honestly thinking this fight might play out a little bit to go a little bit longer. Um, so I was thinking about maybe the the over that goes the distance, but I don't really like laying that minus one twenty. Um, so I, I, I'm maybe I'll look at like a, a cheat like a starts round three uh prop when those props start uh, start dropping because uh i just feel that zaleski's gonna be able to definitely defend himself dude like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and and then and then eventually look for his opportunity to strike so so yeah I'm, I'm interested in this fight though it should be a good one
0: yeah i think what you just said it was good looking to maybe play the over i think you know renat definitely has to be his finishing ability has to be getting overrated a little bit just by you know rocking and finishing kevin lee in 60 seconds i i think Looking at his career, he does, you know, look to get the takedowns and secure position. And I don't think he's like a super tenacious top player once he gets those takedowns. So I think maybe looking to get like an over correction on the over here is a good angle. Um, but I believe Renato in the fight. He is the second leg of the parlay I got. Um, at, you know, when he was minus two something, two fifty. Um, Zaleski, oh, yeah. like you said, very good fighter. I mean, no doubt about it. Quality fighter. Had a great career. Uh, But he's definitely getting up there in in years now. And I think this is just a a really tough fight for him to win. Because I think if you're going to fight and win against Renat, I think you either have to catch him and knock him out cold, which I see a pretty low chance of happening. Or you have to be a guy who is going to be able to stuff takedowns and get up from takedowns and push a pace and, you know, really dig into that cardio of Renat. and I just think that Zaleski is a little bit too past it to to be doing that. Maybe four years ago, 2019, I think he could have given him a good fight, but now I think it's a little bit too past uh, it for Zaleski. But. Um, you know where it's at now 350 i think that that's maybe uh getting to where accurate i definitely don't think i would recommend parlaying renat at this price uh but under 300 i think is good and i just think this guy's a fucking wrecking ball man i think it's going to be tough to stop this guy and i think he's going to be uh you know top 15 at some point point. and uh he's really you know coming into his own right now at, at 32 just a few fights into his ufc career you mentioned brian battle uh i think that a- that win is aging you know pretty damn well man i think uh you know he's definitely the the cleanest guy to ever beat battle and i think that win is is looking good so um I'm going with Renat here and I'll think it's, I think it's going to be by decision. I think you're on to something about Zaleski defending himself. I think Renat's going to get the takedowns, play it safe and, you know, win just by, you know, grinding out top position here. So that's going to move us along to the last fight on the prelims. A short notice fight thrown together here. Last minute was supposed to be the best fight on the card. Elvis Brenner versus Esteban Rybovich. It's unfortunately canceled. We're now getting Elvis Brenner taken on, uh, Kanan Kruchevsky. Um, kruchefsky have you ever heard of a brazilian with an eastern european name like kruchefsky i certainly haven't so uh this is a little suspicious to me great point brought <laughs> up by ozzy though great point it, it's tough to get a, a, a brazilian visa they couldn't get any americans or anybody else they had to get a brazilian to fight and they are this is a 165 catchweight fight so Kenyan. Typically fights at 155. Uh, he obviously was nowhere close to being able to make 155. He negotiated for 165 here. So that's something to consider. You got to wonder why, you know, is he, how good a shape is he even in if he had to negotiate for that weight. But get to the, get into the line here. It's minus 210 for Brenner. Uh, Canyon plus 180. Um, so. Uh Canyon doesn't look terrible. You know, he can he can mix in both things well. He's got some decent offensive striking, has knocked some people out. He's got some decent offensive wrestling, has taken down some guys and submitted them. Uh, I think he's, you know, okay overall, but I just don't think that uh, he provides any super specific threat to Brenner here. I think Brenner um Just based on cardio alone, we know this guy has good cardio. We know that he can go pretty hard for the full three rounds. He can gut and grind out some wins. We've seen him be a huge underdog. Literally two fights in a row where he's a plus 500 underdog and he won outright both times. He's probably got the highest ROI of any fighter ever cashing at. 500% five hundred percent ROI back to back times uh but uh, he's getting favored here now uh, I think the line where it's at is pr- pretty accurate don't have a solid read on canyon so no recommended bets for me here uh obviously I think people think that Brenner round two round three seems to be the the angle to play this one but the odds aren't even out for that yet so who the hell knows so uh any thoughts for you here um
1: yes i I, I mean I know I, I, I
0: well aware of this fight.
1: You know, I like Rebavicks a lot uh in the matchup. So i was very disappointing, you know, to see. Um, but overall I just feel that, you know, this guy is gonna come out and he's just gonna they're these guys are gonna go to war. So the under is heavily juiced. Um but Brenner he kind of gets hit. He's pretty hittable. So you know this guy's at 165. He's a little bit bigger. He's carrying, you know, the weight. He's not, you know, it doesn't have to cut the weight. So you know I, I feel like Brenner hopefully in in his in the last fight against Guram, he was very willing to eat shots. So I I don't know. Like it looks like his durability is good. So um so so it might not be he an got, issue got for him. Too, he got hurt. You know, yeah, he got hurt in the fight. So you know what I'm saying is I I, I think this guy's got a, a bit of power overall. You know, in some of his fights where he was in shape, I did think that he was kind of like he he had decent cardio as well. Um, but there's just too so much variance in this fight for me to want to play it um i feel that i do feel brenner could probably finish him late but it's just not like a good price like for you to get it's like i'm I'm just not like really interested in this fight at all um but you know maybe you could if you want to go contrarian and say hey you know um i don't know if this um canaan has ever been finished but maybe going and saying hey no this fight is actually going to go over you know two and a half because Brenner hasn't, isn't very potent finishing. Like all his finishes are by submission and I've never really seen a submission game all that much. And like the UFC or even in some of his other fights, like I saw his fight against, um, uh, Santos and in that fight, it was like, eh, like the, the grappling was average in my opinion. Um, and like his power hasn't really looked all that great to me either. So maybe going contrary and trying to go over or Brenner by decision, uh, is, is maybe an angle that, uh, that you could take maybe the brazilians
0: Brazilians have some respect for each other too and he's like ah this guy took a short notice fight Hold um and yeah the shot that hurt the the knocked out Guram was kind of like a weird punch hit him in like the ear like in the jaw yeah it was just like a bad spot i mean although i gotta give brenner credit like the fact that he was down 2-0 he was bloodied his hair was fucking dyed an entirely different color and he came back to win that shit in round three knockout that was pretty pretty gangster so um I'm looking. I, I think it's a decent late notice replacement fight for you know less than a week. Still, still, uh, hearts are ripped out from the Ribavix one. We're onto the main card here. Six fight main card. We're starting things off in the lightweight division. Ismail Bonfeen taking on Vince Pichel. Odds for this one have Ismail minus five hundred, Vince plus three seventy five. So, any thoughts on this one? Kind of a prospect versus veteran matchup here. It is. You know, big number here
1: on um on on the is he younger he's older bomb theme right yeah, yeah i think he's older yeah big big price on older bomb theme here um i'm you know i'm a little like like slightly interested in vince Pitchell a bit um just because i feel that maybe you know obviously that marco madsen fight it's just completely different you know obviously i didn't think that he looked good in that fight but marco madsen was like looking to take him down and you know um I feel like he was just not all there. I don't know what was going on with him there. But he's had a layoff. He's got this kid in front of him who is, you know, mildly experienced. But is probably not going to look to take him down. Uh, It's probably not going to even look to, to to like, um, be at range and poking at him. He's going to be throwing in power shots, from what I know from Bonfim, And I just feel Vince Pichelle, experienced guy. He's old as fuck. But he's never really shown that bad of a chin. He hasn't really shown a bad ground game. His wrestling, I think, should hold up. I think he just needs to weather an early storm because Bonfima, obviously, he likes like, you know, he, he throws high flying knees. He, he throws big power shots, like I was saying. Um, but I'm actually thinking that Vince Pacho might have a shot in this fight. Um, but I, I do. This is another fight that I do like, kind of like maybe the over, even though it's only pick them on over the goes at distance. Because like I said, uh, he, he, um, Vince hasn't shown that bad of a chin. And Bomfim, I don't think he's that accurate with his with his hands. Um, so so yeah. That that that's just my opinion on the fight there.
0: Yeah, this is a good, I think a good matchup. You know, Pachel coming off a year and a half layoff. Um, and they're sending him down to Brazil. They're kind of giving him a tough task here. Um, but Vince as a career, you know, I think good fighter. What is he, eight and three in the UFC career wise? Uh, seven and three. Only losses: Gregor Gillespie, Rustam Havilov, and Mark Madsen. So you know, three stud grapplers. Uh, I don't think you know. I think he's had a really good career overall, and he's just experienced in all areas of the fight. I think the guy is a pretty skilled striker. You know, he can kick the legs. He can box pretty well, and then his takedown and defensive grappling instincts are straight up good. I mean, the guy knows his way around wrestling positions. Knows how to get up once taken down. Knows how to defend a submission pretty well. So, I think the only way you could possibly look to play this one is going to go in the over. Um you know, the money line it is it is wide, man. It is enticing, but this is also kind of reminding me of the the Drew Dober versus Rick Glenn fight from a few weeks back where Rick Glenn was a good fighter, had a good career, but he is getting old, old and getting past it. And now Vince, you know, in his last fight, you know, looking fairly old, slow, his legs just not moving as good as they did. Looking at some pictures of him this week, you know, not looking too fresh. He's 40 now, turning 41 later this month, coming off a year-and-a-half layoff. So there's just not a lot of of good signs from Pacelli here. Um, and Bonfim re-watching some footage of him, man, the guy is offensively potent. He digs to the body really well. He's got really good boxing. And I think you're better off just waiting for a live bet here. You know, I think uh, also a good angle here I think could be Bonfine KO one. Uh, I think the odds just dropped on this one earlier today on Fanduel. I th- I saw a plus five hundred on on Fand on a uh, bet online. I would like to see it get a, a little bit higher than that uh, on on. Fanduel, let's say, oh it's only three hundred there, and that's no good. So I'm just thinking if Bonfim comes out and he's throwing big punches like he typically does, and if Vince is looking old and looking forty, looking like he's coming off a year layoff, the speed might be too much, and Bonfim might just knock him out in the first round. So if you can get Bonfim KO one at you know five six to one, I think that's worth a poke, and then just maybe look to play this one live uh if. If Vince is hanging in there, if he's making a tough fight, um, that could be a good stab because we haven't seen Bonfim go too late in fights. And when he did go late in the fight on the contender series, he beat the shit out of that guy in the first couple rounds, Abasov. But then in the, the last couple of rounds, he kind of took his foot off the gas and he kind of cruised a little bit. So, um, you know, I'm looking to pass from the money line, maybe look to get some of that Bonfim KO1 Uh, to, to, you know, parlay his upside here so good match up there uh moving on to the middleweight division premier division in the ufc hadolfo vieira taking on armin petrosian odds for this one have near pick him minus 115 for vieira petrosian minus 105 so uh the line was flipped at one point vieira was the dog um i got in one unit on him at plus money and you know, i just think he's the side at that price um You know, obviously that this is kind of a this is a very clear striker versus grappler fight. Um, But you know, on the feet, I don't think Vieira is is out of his depth as much as as it is vice versa. If the fight gets to the floor, because Petrosian, he's a volume striker. I know he has some knockouts, but if you've seen his UFC fights, you can clearly tell that he is not looking to really sit down on his shots. He's looking to jab and to kick and to throw fifty to seventy percent power on all of his shots and he's looking to outstrike you to a decision so if the fight's staying on the feet I don't think Vieira is in like grave danger of being knocked out we've seen his chin get tested we've seen him get dropped you know Cody Brundage dropping him that was a bad look but I think he is durable and he is hard to to put away so I don't think the Petrosian's going to knock him out on the feet here and that means that Vieira is just going to have more opportunities to get the, the takedown and once he gets that takedown Petrosian's takedown defense has looked bad his grappling defenses look bad he's given up his back he has not escaped getting his back taken and i think you just got to look at the kyle bohio fight and you know i think that as of right now i think kyle is a better fighter than Vieira. but kyle looked Minus six, 900 in that fight. I mean, he dominated almost every second of that fight. And even when Petrosian was able to escape, he was able to get off of the ground. He was able to stand back up. What did he do? He, he threw some pedestrian little poking strikes at him. He didn't push a pace and then he got taken down right away again. So I just think that Petrosian, we have seen this type of matchup from him right against Kyle in his, you know, just a couple fights ago. And he looked horrible in that fight. And I think Vieira has the game plan, you know, laid out here, you know, just, Take this guy down, take his back. You don't have to chase the sub. Just hold the back take, hold the body triangle, and Armin can't escape it. So I think Vieira has looked steadily improved uh, over his career. The guy's you know, clearly getting serious about training, and I think that he's going to win this fight with just getting takedowns and grinding Petrosian out. So I like uh, Vieira. Even at this price, minus 115, I cap Vieira closer to 60% here. So I like hadolfo pretty uh, confidently here. What about you?
1: God, I hope so. The Black Belt Hunter.
0: One of my favorite guys when,
1: but when he was doing jujitsu, he was just amazing. You know, on amazing steroids and just a absolute hammer. Uh, it was just awesome to see him wreck. You know, the gi divisions uh, primarily. One
0: thousand to win the ADCC, right? Remember, you... something so, like yeah, it
1: was something like that. It was um no the the the, the big the, the the big thing was it was it was the world it was the gi Worlds. it was the gi world uh, one year because he was moving he was moving up. A weight class so so this is on bookmaker and i think nick kalikas actually told me that he was the one setting these odds. so we had a good laugh about it but yeah he was just moving up weight classes from like heavyweight to like super heavy ultra heavy some shit like that and he was not listed and i bet the field at 10 to 1 and oof that was a good win dude
0: um it was easy so um so yeah so now shout out to nick kalikas he's a real one
1: shout out shout out yeah shout out he's a man um So, you know, Adolfo, love him here. I also entered in on on him at Plus Money. Um, And, you know, I just feel that he, like you said, he is a little bit more well-rounded than people give him credit for. He had that experience in fighting uh, Chris Curtis where it was a lot of stand-up. You know, it 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 was a good fight for him. And you need those kinds of fights where, you know, you're fighting guys that are, you know, pretty good at or giving you a little bit of a hard time in terms of uh, getting your style working. But for you to know that, you can uh go from striking to grappling and grappling to striking and do all those things in a high-paced cage fight where we're gonna have the little bit of a bigger cage here um home home field advantage for for hidolfo you know he does live in florida but you know still home field advantage here um and like you said once he does get on top it's it's different from kyle kyle is also a very very high level grappler but uh hidolfo is probably one of the strongest humans that can make 185 pounds in the world and if he, if he gets on top of him in like a half guard position or something like that, I think he should definitely be able to choke, uh, choke this guy out. Um, so we'll see, you know, I do think that Armin, you know, could pose, excuse me, a few threats overall, because he does have such a diverse, um, like selection of strikes, right? He throws good kicks, good punches, like, and if he does come warm up, you know, I guess it could uh, be effective. But I do feel Hidolfo is pretty durable, dude. Unless you hit, you're hitting him incredibly clean. I think it's gonna be pretty hard to put him out. So hopefully he doesn't need to expend too much energy. We get this guy down. We choke him out early at some point. What would be disappointing is if it's him jumping for early submission. So maybe not no arm bars on this guy. Let's look for the chokes for sure and look to keep the positions. You know, as jujitsu guys, we love arm bars. Um, but you know, I don't want like another thing like fluffy happens where he, he he went for like the arm bar I think for from mount at least tw- once maybe twice and uh and gave up position um probably not gonna be a problem here because armin this is the thing armin came up fighting a lot of these russians a lot of these you know other year Euro- in the european thing where like the guys honestly don't really have that developed of a ground game overall um and when and he just gave up a lot of opportunities so you know i think hadolfo is still a solid bet like you said i would probably cut it off at uh, at
0: minus 130. And uh, but yeah, let's go. He do doffo nice, same page there. So we're gonna move on to a guy we were just talking about, also in the premier division, Kyle Bohio taking on Abus Of Odds to this one have Kyle as the favorite, minus 300, Abus plus 250. Any thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, cool fight here. Um, you know, Abus, I honestly thought Abus was gonna be gone for a while, I didn't think I was gonna see this guy for for at least until 2024 but i guess he went back to ett went back to the drawing board um you know generational wealth opportunity available last time when he fought Sean strickland i you know unfortunately we didn't you know hammer that fight for five units but um but yeah i think here you know kyle he just has that like softball stance where he he's very comfortable like i said with like um zaleski he's comfortable if you come forward on him he's shown that blast double leg you know that um that could come at a moment's notice um he throws you know decent strikes but he he like just keeps his hands up and he looks to chip away at you and his primary goal is to get the fight eventually to the ground so i think eventually he'll he will do that with abus but you know i do feel that sometimes like his he, he's not respecting the striking of some of the guys like he looks to like parry you know a lot of punches um which i think could get you in trouble you know sometimes and uh but but you know i just I, i'm not i just not really that high on abu i think he could maybe catch that big ass chin of this guy with that little front kick that he right that front kick that he kicked dustin solstice right? Like like he could maybe find the chin of kyle but kyle's very defensively minded um and and, and i think eventually he's gonna even if he needs to pull guard dude i think he'll do that dude uh do that uh as well so i think this fight hits the ground and uh and kyle eventually sleeps him or, or, or passes his guard and, and looks to get a finish here um but i wouldn't lay jute I'm, I'm not like there's not a lot of angles i like in terms of, of betting on the fight i was thinking about playing the under but i just I, I don't want it to happen on another kyle bahio fight where he's just holding the body triangle and not looking for the finish but honestly i do think that he's gonna try to sell out for a submission if he does get this to the ground
0: yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I think that Abush is just no good, man. I really think that, that last fight was incredible, man. I mean, arguably one of the worst main event performances ever. I mean, something like Grant yeah, Dawson. First round,
1: he, he did good, dude. Come on.
0: Uh, yeah, he but for, he but
1: won the first round.
0: That's true. But the fact that he was completely gassed out four minutes in was just, like, insane. Like It's like the guy didn't even know that the fight was five five-minute rounds um so that was pretty <laughs> pathetic um i mean it, it's strickland at in the interview he's like man i thought this guy was gonna slow down but like he was like six minutes in he's like is this guy already done he's like is this is this already the worst of it um this is what so- we're talking
1: about will about will to win like you saw that abus after that round one he was like holy shit like, like the there's bags. no way i can win yeah
0: yeah Yeah. um so Kyle I think he's just gonna easily take him down backpack him um you know I mentioned I parlayed some guys earlier but honestly I uh Kyle I probably should have thrown in there too this guy is safe I think he will get the easy takedown to back take and I'm going with the sub here I got some sub uh plus 230 I think and then add some sub 23 plus 550 uh and I think that Abus is just probably gonna find a way to, to keep up the back and get choked uh I just you know, Bohio will get his way to the back. He's very crafty at getting those back takes, and I think after you know a few minutes of getting control and squeeze, I think Magomedov is just gonna you know find a way to to get out of the fight, just like he did in the Strickland fight. So I'm going Kayo sub two next fight is a heavyweight fight a rematch heavily anticipated rematch people all over the world talking about this one the first fight was so good they're like i can't wait to see this one play out and some guys who like you know iterations and uh you know what's the other word that we say for iterations or something um mutations permutations there you go uh we're getting i mean we might get to see this fight another eight times and get to see you know 10 times and really see who the the real hindsight favorite is but we have Rodrigo nascimento Dantel mays odds for this one nascimento minus 200 mays plus 170 first fight nascimento closed minus 130 it was just um it was three and a half years ago and Nascimento won rear naked round two, seven minutes in, and I see no reason to think the fight will go differently. I think out of the two of them, Nascimento is actually the one getting better, and I think that. Mays is probably getting a little too much respect coming off of the Arlovsky win. They're thinking, oh, he beat Arlovsky. He must be legit. But if you guys are paying attention, Arlovsky is kind of phoning it <laughs> in at this point. And Nascimento coming off of two respectable wins, Bosser and Latifi. They were both close. I think he probably did deserve to win both of them, though. And I think the guy training ATT, just getting better. I think that the grappling golf is just too big here, man. I think that if N- na gets on top, he will have another path to finish the fight, either by GMP or TK or uh, sub. And I think uh, same same strategy as the last fight. I'm going sub anytime and sub two, three for a little bit of a cherry on top for Nassim here. So I like sub is 240, sub two, three is I think 550, 600. So I like some stabs on that. Any mm. odds for you here you like?
1: yeah no not really honestly very fair you know i see i, I feel everybody but man i just can't lay juice on that Do dude i can't do it because although he he's another guy i like it when guys fight to their strengths and i like grapplers that heavyweight right which we're about to get into again coming up here but the guy's just very easy to hit we're in the bigger cage here my boy lord kong is you saw he already broke john jones so what is he gonna like when when he gets that overhook on Nasi? What is Nasi Mento gonna do? Is he gonna pull guard? If he has to pull guard, it's probably the best option, honestly, because Dantel Mays is—he he, he looks like—I mean, the the Hamdi fight—I can't get it out of my head. But I also Oof. just can't. Man, that was bad. But I also just can't win Nasi Mento because Nasi mento just so clump. He's a prototypical jiu-jitsu guy because he's like kind of—he's clumsy a little bit, Trunky, but that's like. The word clumsy and clunky and but he knows like the position like he's he's a very repetitive guy so like if he could get to his positions that he's practiced a lot it'll probably go good for him and lord kong is probably gonna get choked out but if not i just feel that lord kong he's with those mma angles you know we saw mma angles last week those mma angles that they're working on with john jones over there um I just think that he could find Nascimento's chin, honestly. So I, I, I kind of want to just say this fight is just not going to go the distance. Obviously, it's not. I don't think that's a hot take. The uh, what's the under two and a half or not goes the distance is uh, it's only minus one sixty. That's what I'm saying. So I might play that honestly if I could, you know, you know shop around probably get a little bit of a better price because I feel that Nascimento could definitely get knocked out here, dude. Like especially if he has some grappling success and then um you know, kinda like is like just tired. You know what I mean? Um, I feel that he could just get, get you know, his
0: power is his is bad, man. He he does not hit But
1: hard. Na- yeah, mental shin is bad though. But yeah, no, I feel you. But I just think that uh later in the fight, like which which fight was it? Was it the Bowser fight or was it the Latifi fight where he needed like a, a takedown in the third round? It was a Bowser fight, I think. I, I thought it was oh uh, yeah, it might have been both, honestly. It might have been both, yeah, but I I just thought he was pretty tired in that Bowser fight, and if there was a guy that was a little bit more athletic, a little bigger, like Kong is both, um, it could have given him an issue there, so, you know, I'm not on a Nazi mental train, I think I might just try to play the under, though, or the goes the distance, I mean.
0: Fair enough. That's going to take us to the co-main event. We got the younger Bonfine, Gabriel Bonfine, taking on Nicholas Dalby in the welterweight division. Bonfine minus minus six fifty, Dalby plus four seventy-five. Any faith in the old veteran here? Thirty-eight years old, Nicholas Dalby. Any faith in him? You know, I'm
1: first. I'm wondering how long Nicholas Dalby has been down there in Brazil. Because he's gonna have to be fighting the sun and the UV the UV ray mm. first, because we, we know he likes to get naked, you know, close to bodies of water. So, I hope he brought some sunscreen and he can make it to the fight. No
0: sunburn on this man. Um, but I don't have our boy, our boy Chad loves that picture of Dolby's ass. I mean, he's dude, got that, it. Like fucking...
1: I think that's his screensaver, dude. For um, sure. but but yeah, I mean, I don't have that much uh faith in him but you know Dolby, Dolby's gonna, he's gonna look to extend the fight, he's gonna be looking to circle around, and, and take this guy into deep water, is, is what I would think the game plan is gonna be, um, you know, he could fight from both stances, which I like, um, but I, I just don't feel that, um, he's got really the style, really, that is gonna give Bonfim that much of a problem when they are engaging with each other, Bonfim, um, I think that he just pretty crafty overall in terms of his the grappling sequences that he goes for. Um, I feel like they're pretty elaborate in terms of I don't know if Dolby's gonna be able to keep up with him. So I, I honestly think that he's gonna probably get submitted here, but obviously plus that's plus one twenty-five. I'm not giving you a you know a, a a crazy winner, but maybe Bonfim by excuse me second round submission plus six hundred, not too bad um But yeah, the, these kinds of matchups, I'm I'm not really too much of a fan of trying to you know catch the uh the dog. I, I'm more interested, honestly, in the other one, the the young the older bomb theme against Pichel, just because you know Dolby just he doesn't really have a lot of punching power. You know he, he is he yeah he has no punching power. And then even the fights that he's gone the distance, like that he's won the decisions. Like I've been like, wow, if he gets hit with a clean shot, I feel like he could like like. If Worley Alves just could have found one good strike there, I thought he could have maybe stunned him and stuff like that. But I don't like Nicholas Dolby overall as a fighter.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one's tough because uh, Bonfim, I think, is still fairly inexperienced. I know he has 15 fights, but a lot of those wins are in first the first round. I mean... If you look at his record, his past four fights are all round one finishes. And then if you look at his fifth fight, it's round three. But if you watch that fight, they're actually three-minute rounds. And he finished it 38 seconds into the third round. So that fight was six and a half minutes long. Um, and then he hasn't gone uh, round two. He went uh, 2019 uh seven and a half minutes. So what I'm trying to say is the guy has not been in late fights very much at all uh also that fight uh, that three round fight the three three minute round fight Brenner Alberth he gets dropped with a kind of a weak punch and looks kind of bad in round two of that fight he does come out in round three and smoke him pretty quickly but uh did get dropped in that fight you know not too relevant here because like we mentioned Dolby has no power but I feel his past few fights, these guys have been just giving him the win. Lazez fucking just giving his neck out there. Giles gets taken down. What, this guy's got a nasty guillotine. Let me try to fucking get up, get on my knees and just stick my neck right out there. He snatched that neck. So obviously the guy's got, uh, you know, some good chokes. Uh, but you got to wonder, this fight stays standing and it gets extended. And for some reason, if Dolby can keep the fight standing... I don't think that Gabriel is going to be looking at minus 650 if it stays a kickboxing fight because Dolby, even though he's not, you know, the most skilled guy, I think he always comes in good shape. That's the one thing you can always rely on is the guy has cardio to go the full 15 and he just grinds fights out. He's been a big dog in his, his career before and he's uh, found a way to grind out a victory. You know, most notably the, the Rodriguez fight. Um, some people. Uh, mentioned that he's never been finished. He actually has been finished. Uh, you know, Jesse Ronson dropped him with a punch, choked him out in that fight. Um, so, man, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm going to fully say that I'm betting Dolby here, but I'm going to be watching the fight closely from a live betting perspective. And I think that Dolby round three, the odds are like 30 to one or something like that. For a guy, Dolby's been in round three a bunch of times lately. He's reliable to win round three. Um, And I think you're talking about a guy who hasn't been in round three and five years in a Fiend. So, uh, you know, we've seen it time and time again. These guys are finishing guys left and right, and they finally they get extended. They go late in the fight, and their cardio just isn't there. So that is a possibility here. Dolby also flew to Brazil and beat Wally Alves earlier this year. So he's been in this role before, um, playing the role of spoiler. Um, He is 38 years old. So it will be a tall task. I think 13 year age difference between these two guys. So, um, not a bad, not a bad litmus test for Bonfine though. Hopefully Dolby. Can Dude, give yeah, good, 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 t- good, 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 good test for him. And his, what, what is this? His third UFC for, or second? Yeah. Third. third. Yeah. I third just want to see him test that a little bit more than what we've seen so far, because we've seen two fights so far two one minute guillotines. So hopefully we get some more information on the guy. So, um, that's going to take us to the main event on the card. Jalatan Almeida taking on Derek Lewis was supposed to be Curtis Blades. Would have been a much more intriguing fight. But we got a Jalatin minus 550. Derek Lewis plus 400. So, I mean, I really haven't given this thought, this fight any thought, honestly. You know, it's a very, very um, binary matchup. Um But, I mean, I'll go Derek Lewis or pass, man. I mean, Jalton, when he's on the feet, he's very predictable. Um, You know, he really doesn't have any striking to set up his takedowns. He kind of just explodes his way into the takedowns. And Derek Lewis, you know, can work his way back up to the feet. If you don't get him in, like, a dominant position right away, we saw Sergey Spivak, you know, have to drag him down three, four, five times before he finally got him. And I feel like Jalton's wrestling is not as good, Spivak, a guy who can like control the wrist and you know drag you back down over and over again. so I don't know man, I think I would definitely be cheering for Derek Lewis. I mean if he can fly into Brazil on short notice as a 400 underdog and knock out Almeida who's on this big unbeaten streak, that would be fucking amazing and it would just be so on par for Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis's record against Brazilians has got to be pretty damn good too if if I had to guess um man, maybe not lost to JDS beat Deliven in his last fight. Um All right, that's about enough for me. I I mean, yeah, it's a very it's a very obvious fight. Do you have any thoughts from a betting perspective here? Um I'm in, I'm always interested to see how much Shelton weighs.
1: You know, I'm always interested to see if he's going to get on the Vito, Vitor uh Patrino, you know, diet uh as well. But the guy is, I mean, you see this in a lot of grappling, uh, competitions, like right? In jujitsu, in, 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 uh, college wrestling, maybe not as much as freestyle. Cause those guys are like actually professionals, but like in college wrestling, um, the heavyweight weight class is always like the least technical weight class where, you know, if there's a guy who he, even if he's smaller, if he's just you know if he's got like a high motor if he's like a little bit more technical if he's been training whatever it is you know they end up having success a lot of times you even see sometimes like a guy he'll be like 180 185 and these guys will enter like the 220 plus divisions and they'll win them because like the guys at heavyweight they're kind of a little bit less skilled they're like slower stuff like that and uh, that's why i think jelton is going to continue to have some success here at heavyweight um on the feet obviously he i mean derrick lewis has absolute lunchboxes for fists, dude so you gotta avoid those a little bit um i saw him getting knocked out clean and that i I saw a clip of him getting knocked out clean in that one fight that he lost um and obviously he's going against the biggest knockout artist ever but the thing is here is i just feel that jelton he's he's definitely gonna get some kind of takedown i feel and if he does, when he does, he's just gonna get to either mount or the back mount, and I think you know look to get like quickly, quickly develop to a finish. But there's no way I would like to lay juice on him. Like I, I, I think there could be a potential. Like there is a potential that, let's say he shoots a takedown on him, and whatever, maybe he slips. Maybe he thinks, oh man, it's cool. Let me just, I'm gonna pull this guy on top of me, and then I'm gonna get you know an underhook, and I'm gonna just slide out around him and you know. And I'm going to tell you, that's a bad idea, Shelton. Do not go on your back against Derrick Lewis. I watched back. Th- those two strikes that he landed on Curtis Blades have to be the two strongest ground-and-pound strikes that have ever been landed on anyone. If you told me Curtis Blades was dead, I would totally believe you. Like, I would not be surprised in the slightest bit. Um, so I think, you know, at range, Shelton's just pretty quick. He has great agility. He throws that little, you know, that hoist-greasy little kick. Right, and, and stuff like that. But I think Derek Lewis is gonna be prepared, dude. Derek Lewis is still looking sl- slow. he's looking, you know, slim. And I'm rooting for Derek Lewis. I hope he knocks Jota Almeida the fuck out. Um, just because he's Derek Lewis, not because I dislike Jota Almeida. Obviously, I'm all, ju- all for jujitsu, but um, but yeah, not that much analyst. uh uh uh, to analyze here it's a striker versus grappler but it turns out to be like the best grappler at heavyweight in terms of jujitsu versus the guy who's got the most power ever so i'm intrigued this is like a low-key freak show uh fight not not really but i like this fight so you know let's
0: see what happens and then if um gilton wins do you see it being by sub or by so submission definitely i mean i saw that was minus 110
1: i think it is it uh, uh still minus 125 or did it go uh, uh higher it,
0: yeah i'm sure it is some books yeah so so i
1: saw it was minus 110 uh on uh on bet online i think it got bet but yeah i definitely think it's gonna be submission because when you open up you know you start throwing those you see like those stupid ground strikes that he throws like that Donkey Kong shit? Dude, that's not gonna work on Derrick Lewis. Derrick Lewis will will push him the fuck off. Like, you know what I mean. So if he gets on top of him, he he should prioritize the submission,
0: most definitely. I think the way to play the fight is Gileton round two because you look at Parker Porter took him four and a half minutes, Anton Turkalidz four and a half minutes, Shamil eight minutes, Rosenstrike almost four minutes. So you're getting plus six fifty on round two when like it's not like he's um, immediately finishing the guys right away. Like Derek Lewis, like even, like I said, the Spivak fight, you know, he had to drag him down a bunch, a bunch of times to finally get him out of there. So I think, you know, you're getting, I think he definitely could finish the fight in round two, one out of six times or something. So 650 on round two for Giles, and that's the the bet on the fight for me. Just hope hope Derek can cling on. Um. All right, I got my FMK bets for you. Lock- Holy you shit. Locked and loaded. We got the Brazilian submission special, okay? We're mm. going, number one, Rodolfo Vieira submission plus 200. Number Uh-oh. two, Rodrigo Nascimento submission plus 240. Number mm. three, Caio Bahio sub plus 230. So very close in line, 200 for Vieira, 240 for Nascimento, 230 for Caio. FMK, the Brazilians. Mm, okay, so... Right off that bat,
1: I, I'm gonna fuck um, the Kyle Bahayo uh, submission line because Kyle Bahayo. I don't know for for you guys that didn't hear Money Moicano. He 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 said that he he put through the man under the bus and ran him over. He was like, I saw this guy training at ATT. His ground game sucks. He's not good. So <laughs> I'm gonna trust my boy Money Moicano's opinion on that one, and I'm gonna fuck that. You know that that submission line for Kyle Bahayo. That that amazing chin. I'm going to marry my boy, Hadoffo Vieira. Hadoffo Vieira frequents Orlando, Florida, similar to me. I think we could have a great wedding down there. So I'm going to marry that submission line. We're going to bring adults. it home. And what's that? Disney adults. Exactly. Disney adults. We're going to, yeah, that'll, that'll be the honeymoon. And, and then I'm going to kill, like I said, Rodrigo Nascimento. I just feel that you saw the power of Kong when John Jones locked up with him. He's working on his grappling it could not come to fruition here in terms of submission. So I'm gonna kill that one. All right. Martian, all right. Let's come come back That's to it. you with, with something a little bit more normal. I mean, I honestly, this is not the best week for FMK on these. Um, it's not that much variety here. So number one, Martian, I'm gonna give you Angela Hill on the money line at plus 124. All right. You know, mm. the, the tried and true veteran, all right. Number two, I'm gonna give you the over. In that Zaleski versus he not fight, minus one hundred and twenty. And then, lastly, we'll go with for you, Rodrigo Nascimento, minus two hundred. You saw that. You saw that permutation the first time. Do you think that permutation mm. is enough for you to
0: fuck him, fuck or marry? What do you think? Okay, I'm gonna have to go. All right. The the most recent one you said, I have to kill it. Nassi, minus 200. You know, I think he, he does get it home, but heavyweights at minus 200. I got to kill that one. The, the other two, I like him better. Now, everyone's wondering, are you going to fuck or marry Angela Hill? And I'm going to treat her like the queen that she is, and I'm going to marry yes. her. I'm going to marry her. I'm talking like treating her right through sickness and health, foot rubs. She has a white boyfriend right now. So nice, I'm in there. I know that some guys me-
1: that used to train with her, so I, I, I could, def- we could definitely make this happen.
0: Yeah. She is getting pretty close to the end of her childbearing years though. So I'm gonna have to make quick work of her anyway. Um, <laughs> that leads me to fuck the over two and a half and the Renat versus uh, ZDS fight, you know, not looking forward to fucking either of those guys. Um, you know, especially the winner Renat is definitely the, the uglier one of the two. So that's not going to be an enjoyable one, but um, yeah, I think we're a lay and pray clinic from Renat is fairly in play there. So that is going to do it. Um, Lovely. Lovely. Any other any anything else going on this weekend? We got daylight savings time. Daylight savings time. Don't forget that. Um, no, what
1: else do you got going on this week? We got MSG next week. Podcast will be dropping early because I will be out of the country, and uh, and yeah, that's about it.
0: Big week of football, Eagles, Cowboys. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, my Giants, you know, we got QB1 back. Hopefully, Anthony Thomas is back. You know, we're going to make that playoff run, bro. That seventh seed is wide open. I'm joking, but
0: <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> I'm, actually watching, I'm actually watching uh, that game, the Eagles-Cowboys uh, game, with the Cowboys fan that in my life, like the biggest Cowboys fan in my personal life. So mm. I'm, in, cool. I'm indifferent, honestly, because I hate both teams. I'm, I'm rooting for a tie.
0: Right, I bet that guy's a real sorry son of a bitch. If I have to, I have to be honest. But um, all right, that'll do it for this week. Um, well, good to be back after a week off. We're gonna be back in Brazil. Hope everyone enjoys the fights, win some bets. We'll see you all before UFC Madison Square Garden pay per view next week. Peace out, everyone.
1: Later.